Hello, cookbook friends, and welcome to the Cookbook Divas podcast, where we help you find your next favorite cookbook, new or vintage. My name is Katie, and with me is my co-host, Carrie, and we are cookbook addicts. Thank you for joining us today. Today is our weekly roundup for brand new cookbook releases for the second week of July 2021. You know, I am curious to see what kinds of cookbooks start popping up as we start prepping for hotter days. Like, what do you think we're going to see more of? I'm hoping we'll see some more ice cream cookbooks. And there's been a pause on barbecue cookbooks, which we saw a lot of during the spring. Yeah, we did. We saw a huge slew of barbecue cookbooks. I was hoping for some kind of, we need some more international dishes that you can make on hot days when you don't want to turn your oven on. I'd like to see some more specially geared towards that, but maybe next summer. Yeah, that'd be cool. So in this episode, we'll be covering international cookbooks, beverage cookbooks, kids and baby cookbooks, Mm. vegan and vegetarian cookbooks, and some cookbooks to use for gatherings that aren't barbecues this summer. Yay! Yeah, that's cool. I have already been hosting lots of parties, and I'm thinking of hosting one on the day after Father's Day because it's going to be 85 to 90 degrees here in Seattle, and that sounds like a good time to hang out in my yard and drink white wine. Yeah. Well, let's start off today's list with brand new international cookbooks that are coming out. And I will start off with Spicebox, 100 Fresh Vegan Curry House Favorites by Grace Regan. I don't know what a curry house favorite is. Is that a restaurant? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. The publisher tells it that tells us that this is over 100 fresh plant-powered takes on all your curry. I guess curry house is a type of restaurant. Mm. Learn how to cook the classics, including aloo gobi, chana masala, kali tikka masala, jackfruit jalfrezi, onion bhaji, and chana chaat. But with one twist, they're all vegan. Yay. Perfect for a quick midweek supper or a weekend feast with friends. Curry night just got easier and even more delicious. Well, let's peek at the contents and see what's going on in here. Curries. There's a chapter on dal, which is lentils, grains and breads, street snacks, sides, pickles and chutneys, and drinks. I love it. I don't think I have any vegan Indian cookbooks. Do you? Uh, I don't have any Indian cookbooks. That's one. I <gasps> I really want more Indian cookbooks. So this is really cool. Oh my gosh. I think you need to get this. Oh, yeah, I probably That is do. Spicebox, 100 Fresh Vegan Curry House Favorites by Grace Regan. And the way that they spell the word favorites tells me that this is from Britain. <laughs> I spell favorites that way sometimes. <laughs> it's fancier to spell it that way. It that is extra favorites. U is all... It It makes you feel more favorited. My (laughs) next cookbook is called Good Food, Inspired by My Middle Eastern Roots and the Places I've Called Home. It comes out July 19. It's by Sina Mizrahi. And I really think this is fun. It has over 160 recipes in here. Wow. And they cover savory to sweet, big meals, bold flavors, Also, this might be kind of the cookbook you're looking for as far as like fresher and summery meals, Carrie. Yeah. It has a lot of, yeah, it has a lot of really awesome salads and stuff. You can not just, you know, when we, every time I think of salad, I always think of kind of a measly salad. These are like hefty, awesome salads that are fresh and cold, but super packed with flavor. Let's see. We have a guide in here that that goes over like your fresh herbs and spices. I think that's helpful. 
and I haven't been cooking Middle Eastern food for, like, at all, really, and I really want to because I love it. I always go out and get it, but the biggest part about that is learning, like, what flavors go together and what spices to use. So she talks about all of your herbs and spices, but she also includes nine homemade spice blends that you can do yourself. These are all authentic recipes. They're from her grandmother, and she's, you know... Trans, she's even transferred things like when your grandma's like, yeah, just a pinch of this and a dash of that. She's even transferred those, that lingo into actual measurements. And I appreciate that. So some of the recipes you'll find, there's a pita recipe in here, which is great. I need that because I can transfer that to gluten free. She has a tabbouleh with palm seeds recipe in here. There's also a Recipe for working mama meatballs. That's adorable. It's so cute. I like at the very top of each recipe, she has a little blurb about what she's used each recipe for or like events or, you know, just even sets a scene for you so you can imagine yourself eating this food and then, you know, oh, yeah, I actually want to eat this food. The photos are really incredible. It's very clean. So all the background is like white and the food just pops. And it's just really cool because, you know, Middle Eastern food is so vibrant and beautiful. This is a really cool cookbook. I think this would be great for beginner cooks for if you've never touched Middle Eastern food. I'm really tempted to get this myself. So it's called Good Food Inspired by My Middle Eastern Roots in the Places I've Called Home by Sina Mizrahi. My next cookbook, I'm not sure how to pronounce. It's either McCann or McCann. It's Recipes from the Heart of Singapore. It comes out July 13 by Elizabeth Haig. It is a Singaporean cookbook, which I have never looked through one before. I totally intend to grab a copy of this and look through it on camera. And I'll post that on YouTube and on Instagram and on Facebook. The word McCann means to eat or dinner time in Malay. And... The cookbook author draws together recipes that have been handed down through many generations of her family from Nanya to Nanya, creating a time capsule of a cuisine. Ah, love it. I'm very, very, very curious to see what's in here. I'm taking a little quick sneak peek. I see some gorgeous, gorgeous food photography. Recipes include Nanya spiced braised duck stew, pickled watermelon and radish salad. That sounds perfect for summer. Yeah, it does. Beef rendang, Singapore chili crab, fried tofu with spicy peanut sauce. Love it. So good. Spicy noodle soup, nasi goreng, which is spicy fried rice, which my boyfriend would love, and an intriguing recipe for miso apple pie. Whoa. I'm not sure why you would take a perfectly good apple pie and add miso to it, but I'm willing to find out. (laughs) (laughs) That is Makan, Recipes from the Heart of Singapore by Elizabeth Haig. Next up, we have Chetna's 30-Minute Indian. This might be my book. (laughs) It's Quick and Easy Everyday Meals. It comes out July 20th. It's by Chetna Makan, and it's Indian food, and I'm very excited. There are 80 amazing Indian recipes in here. They all should be able to be made in 30 minutes or less. I always am skeptical about that because... I always take forever. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I end up taking way too long. So some of the things you'll find in this cookbook in the table of contents, you have snacks, fish and seafood, chicken, vegetable, curries, and sabji, dal, 
bread, rice, and noodles. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then chutneys and sides, very important. Sweets. And then she even includes meal plans. I love that. Ooh, that's that's nice. Yes, it is. It's so cool. So some of the recipes you will find in here are already I'm sold. Crispy paneer cubes. This picture look oh, has sold me. <laughs> that sounds so good. <laughs> it does. It's so simple, but it's just like, uh, it sounds so nice right now. I'm they, sitting here going, why am I going out for Italian food at lunch today right after this podcast instead of Indian food? Who I know. picked the restaurant? Oh, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> she has veg and egg noodles, which looks super good. I didn't know that Indian food had a lot of noodles in their cuisine. So I'm very excited to that try is this You come to think of it, that's right. I don't think I've eaten any. No. So I'm wondering if there's a bit of some fusion happening in this cookbook. Also, we have to include the tomato and tamarind chutney because Indian food just you can't not have that. And it looks amazing. I personally love going through all of those those quick chutneys and sauces and curry mixes. I think that's super important. And I've Tried making Indian food myself with like recipes online, and I never can make it as good. I feel like so. I'm really hoping it, taking it from a cookbook would be super helpful. And also, 30 minutes or less—that's extra awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. So if you're really interested in that too, making Indian food that fast and flavorful and amazing, check out Chetna's. 30-Minute Indian Quick and Easy Everyday Meals by Chetna Makan. My next book is Portuguese Home Cooking by Ana Patulea Ortens. It comes out August 10. It's been delayed. I am so excited to look through this cookbook. I've never looked through a Portuguese cookbook. I don't know anything about it, but it's part of the Mediterranean diet. So it involves fresh and vibrant cuisine. And she specializes in peasant food of Portugal which is what everyone would eat. <laughs> so that way it's not super fancy. So I love that. Yeah. She shares garden fresh salads, hearty wine and garlic braises, legumes and leafy greens, meat and shellfish dishes, rustic breads, and the luscious desserts for which Portugal is known. And they also include beautiful location photography. I'm going to peek at some of the images. I see a carrot soup recipe, a boiled lobster, which I would not personally be making, Baked rabbit with onion sauce, grilled chili-basted chicken, common Portuguese sausages. No, thank you. Excuse me. Um, Bread. uh Uh-huh. And, ooh, marinades, condiments, and seasonings. Ingredients, methods, and equipment. And that's about all I can get a sneak peek of. And that is Portuguese Home Cooking by Ana Patulea Ortens. And look for a cookbook look through of this in the next month or two on our Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, I'm excited. This one has been on my list for a while. It keeps getting pushed out. Urgh. So we, uh, we are transitioning into a couple beverage cookbooks. I am going to talk about cold brew coffee techniques, recipes, and cocktails for coffee's hottest trend by Chloe Callow. It's a flexi bound, but that's fine because I know that when I'm making a coffee, it is a huge mess. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with this. I like this because it features 35 awesome recipes for creating cocktails and desserts with your cold brew coffee. 
So it's not just learning how to brew the coffee and whatever, which is, you know, that's fine and dandy. And I'm really excited to learn how to do that because I don't do that very well. But now we go beyond learning the basics and having fancy drinks and fancy things. I really enjoy it. This cookbook is all illustrated and it's very beautiful. It's these wonderful watercolor paintings that even they do watercolor paintings for each step of a process, which I think is really cool. I have not seen that many illustrated step-by-step. It's usually like photography because it's a lot easier. So I really like that. It's very fancy, very fun. For all of you coffee nerds out there, this is going to be a must-have. It's Cold Brew Coffee Techniques, Recipes, and Cocktails for Coffee's Hottest Trend by Chloe Callow. My next cookbook I am so excited about. It's called Tarot and Tequila, A Tarot Guide with Cocktails. I love this. (laughs) It's part of David A. Ross's upcoming Sugar Skull Tarot series. It comes out July 13. Yeah. So, Tarot and Tequila is a positive and spiritually uplifting guide that includes both basic and humorous tequila-inspired meanings of all 78 tarot cards for both beginners and experienced tarot card readers. There are 40 cocktail recipes, one for each major arcana card, plus bonus minor arcana drinks, too, based on the attributes of the cards themselves, as well as a mystical pairing that explains why professional tarot card reader David Ross chose to pair each card to their respective drink. This magical mixology book can be used both as a guide and a recipe book. Try drinks like the High Priestess, which is an elixir of tequila, lemon juice, thyme, and seltzer. That sounds very witchy. Yeah. The Chariot is a tequila version of a Moscow mule using lemon, beet, and apple juices. The Four of Wands is a concoction of rum, homemade fennel liqueur, and more. Hmm. The illustrations are adorable. There's little sugar skulls going on. Very colorful within, you know, black background. I love this. I definitely have to grab it. And I think it would be fun to just draw a card and that's your drink for the day. And there's a reason this universe chose it for you. Yeah. I would probably draw Dry the death card every time, and then it would be some drink with licorice and black, and I'd be like, no, I'll stop drinking. (laughs) Hey, there we go. (laughs) That might help me cut back a little. (sighs) That's Tarot and Tequila, a Tarot Guide with Cocktails by David A. Ross. So now we're going to look into some cookbooks that are for kids, teens, and babies even. My first cookbook is for the older children. I still consider college kids kids. It is healthy, quick and easy college cookbook. 100 simple, budget-friendly recipes to satisfy your campus cravings. It comes out July 13. It's by Dana Angela White. And one of the things she says is you don't need to survive on fast food for four years. That's true. You don't have to. So, I like that they talk about affordability and health and it being easy. The health part, I think kids aren't like super concerned about, honestly, (laughs) as college kids. Maybe they are. Who knows? Some college kids are health freaks, but I know that wasn't me when I was in college. Uh, But I do love the budget-friendly and the easy thing, especially if you live in a dorm, because it is really hard to do all of those things without falling into the junk food realm 
It's just so easy to do that. Some of the recipes that you're going to find in here, we have a tropical chia smoothie, which that sounds awesome even for, for me. We have a ramen noodle salad, super Ooh. classic. Cheesecake stuffed strawberries. This is fun. I, what? I this would be really fun for if you had like a dorm party or you you know like we would try to host some little mini parties all the time or like go on picnics or even a hike. These would be super fun to take with you. Also, we have taco night. That's an easy one to do in college. And then watermelon salsa. I have not thought of doing that before. That sounds oh, super super good. It's delicious. It's so refreshing. I'm not so I really want this cookbook to work. This is just my personal opinion, but I'm not seeing where where the appeal would be for the strictly college kids. Like I'm appealed by it, but I'm an adult. So finding a reason why college kids would want to cook out of this book, I'm just not seeing the draw to that. But I think as just an adult or somebody that loves cooking, I think this has some great recipes that are healthy. That's just me, though. I think it's a cool cookbook. It's called Healthy, Quick, and Easy College Cookbook, 100 Simple Budget-Friendly Recipes to Satisfy Your Campus Cravings by Dana Angelo White. My next cookbook is called Green Kids Cook, Simple, Delicious Recipes and Top Tips, Good for You, Good for the Planet by Jenny Chandler. It's the sequel to her Cool Kids Cook cookbook, and it emphasizes teaching children to cook in the most environmentally sound and sustainable way with over 50 easy and adaptable recipes and some little sidebars on the environment and ways to be more eco-friendly. And there's even a few fun crafting projects. So the chapters include breakfast, snacks, soups and salads, mains and sweets. And I'm going to take a peek and see if I can see some of the recipes. Oh, here's one for homemade granola. Lots of pictures of kids. <gasps> Black bean quesadillas. Kids love making those. Yeah. And one of the craft projects is how to make beeswax wraps. Whoa. Um, I'm not sure what you would, what the wrap is. I'm not sure what's happening. But as a kid, I loved little stupid projects like that. Oh, yeah. So I probably would have liked this cookbook. <laughs> and I probably drove my mom crazy wanting to do crafts. Yes. And they'll have time because the kids just got out of school for the summer. And so they have more time for cooking and doing crafts and things like that. Yeah. That is green kids cook simple, delicious recipes and top tips. Good for you. Good for the planet by Jenny Chandler. The next cookbook on my list is the organic baby food cookbook, a hundred yummy recipes to encourage a lifetime of healthy eating. It's by Janini Ram Narayan. It comes out July 13. I don't have children, but it's hard being a parent, especially with like a newborn, and you want to do the best for them and make, you know, you want them to have the best food and you want to try to encourage them to be adventurous. And then sometimes you just slip or you're like, I can't do this. And it's stressful. And I get it. It's hard. So, and then also if you're a brand new parent, sometimes you don't even know what foods are best. Like, even when I learned about my niece, I, there was things that I had no idea you shouldn't be feeding kids at certain ages. Like, all of that fun stuff. It can be stressful, for sure. But that's why I like this cookbook, because it gives you a plethora of recipes that you'll, you can use, and it tries to encourage your children to be, like, interested in the food that you're preparing and it's yes. healthy at the same time yes and 
even like just pre-made stuff can still be very, very unhealthy. So some of the, and this is, by the way, I forgot to mention, it's by some of our favorite people at Cider Mill Press. So the photos are huge. Almost every recipe has its own like big photo. So in the table of contents, we have in the very beginning an introduction, and then we have purees, baby's first solids. Next chapter is seven months and older. And then next we have one year and older. So already that's really nice because, like I said, there's things that kids can't eat at a certain time, which I had no idea about. So some recipes that you'll find are we have a potato, parsnip, and pea puree. There is a carrot havla froyo bar. Oh, I actually kind of want one of these myself. One thing I really enjoy, too, that is helpful, especially for new new parents, is it identifies if there's nuts or, you know, for allergies and stuff in the actual recipe. So on the very top, there's a, a symbol for if it has nuts or gluten or if it's veg- vegetarian, all that stuff. So that's, that's super so helpful. helpful. Oh, yeah, that's great. It's, it's great. And it's, uh, I believe it looks like it's color coordinated too, which is really nice so that it's easy to navigate because you don't want to be spending so much time flipping through a cookbook trying to find something to cook while your kid is like crying or sleepy. You know, it's like you don't have all the time in the world. So I love this cookbook. I think it's fun. The pictures are bold. Everything's very clear and concise. It's very easy to navigate. It's a great cookbook. It's uh, the Organic Baby Food Cookbook, 100 Yummy Recipes to Encourage a Lifetime of Healthy Eating by Jadini Ram Narayan. Now we're going to share some cookbooks for gatherings and parties, which we can finally have again now that we're vaccinated. Hooray. I'm going to start off with Taste of Home Celebrations, 500 plus recipes and tips to put your holidays and parties over the top. Of course, Taste of Home is a magazine and they like to put out these giant, giant cookbooks. Mm. I'm going to take a peek at the table of contents. They have it separated by the seasons, which I love. So their spring gatherings include Galentine's Day, (laughs) regular old Valentine's Day, Mardi Gras, a Friday fish fry. St. Patrick's Day, March Madness, Easter Egg Decorating Party. Oh, that's fun. Mm -hmm. Easter Dinner, Cinco de Mayo, Mother's Day Brunch, Slumber Party, and Baby Shark Birthday Party. (laughs) Their summer bashes include a gender reveal party. Juneteenth, you can tell this is a modern up-to-date cookbook. Love it. A Father's Day Barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of books have that already. Fourth of July, Sunday Fun Day. Fireworks party, family reunion, beach party, and a unicorn birthday party with a showstopper cake. (sighs) Their autumn gatherings include a bonfire party, which basically is called every night at my house. Anyway, back to school party, Rosh Hashanah, Halloween sips and suspense, a day of the dead party, Friendsgiving dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, Black Friday, Star Wars birthday party. And their holiday celebrations include a football party, which is every Monday in everyone else's house. Anyway, <laughs> Elf on the Shelf party, Gingerbread Decorating party, and Ugly Sweater party. I'm sorry. I'm over those. That's outdated. I've been to so many of them. We're done with ugly sweaters, people. Okay. <laughs> Cookie exchange, holiday movie marathon, a white elephant party, another party I've been to about 50 of and I'm tired of them. People, please get more creative. There's recipes and tips for parties for Hanukkah, Christmas morning breakfast, a regal Christmas dinner, and a New Year's Eve party, of course. That is Taste of Home Celebrations, 500 plus recipes and tips to put your holidays and parties over the top. I'm trying to think, like, 
you know, I so a cookie exchange party, I think, should be, re, you know, we need to start doing that more often again. Pers- yeah, I, and early enough in the month. Yeah, that would be awesome. But anyway, one idea that I was thinking for a party was like a pie party, which could be even after Thanksgiving. What if you had like so much? Pi- I always make too much pie. And then you could have a pie party in between Christmas and Thanksgiving or something. Wait, I have to object. Is there such a thing as too much pie? No. No, that's why you should share it so that you can get different pie. Because I make so much pumpkin pie that I kind of want an apple pie or something, you know. Anyway, that's something to think on, brainstorming new holiday party ideas. I love it. My next cookbook is called Sharing Food with Friends, Casual Dining Ideas, and Inspiring Recipes for Platters, Boards, and Small Bites. It's by Kathy Cordalis. It comes out July 13. This book is not a huge cookbook, but that's okay. It has glorious photos. Like, they are so magnificent and pretty, and everything looks elegant, and these are the par- these are the parties that I dream of hosting one day in my life when I have, like, an adult quote-unquote house. Anyway, so in the table of contents, we have party planning basics, then we move on to breakfast and brunch, we have naughty but nice breakfast. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we have brunch bonanza, quick brunch for a bunch. That's really cute. We have another section for lunch, relaxed roast, vegetable fiesta, and simple sharing. Super cute. Then we have dinner, craft beer and cheese night, fish fest, pizza party. Then we move on to feast, which is celebration lunch. Banquet, Parisian, and Springtime. So again, not not huge, but it, it gives you a little bit of an idea of different party ideas that you could do and enhance on eventually because, you know, there's obviously way more ideas for feasts that I could think of. So some of the uh, recipe recipes you will find are we have a green pina colada smoothie. Wow, that sounds really good. Pomegranate and mint green tea. And the picture in here, I just want to note, it's the recipe is kind of over this glorious table setting with all this beautiful food, and it's just this big scene that you see. You do see that green pina colada smoothie and the green tea, but then you have like a whole table decoration with flowers, and it's just beautiful. There's also sweet potato pea and mint fritters. Mm. Yum. And then avocado whip to go with that. It's a really cool party planning book it has like little tips throughout the book that you can you can either adhere to or not there's different ways of adjusting recipes there's different alternatives it's just very fun really cool cookbook and it's not terribly long so i i actually do appreciate that sometimes it can get really overwhelming you're already trying to plan a party no need to make it worse yeah. by trying to look for a cookbook <laughs> anyway so that's sharing food with friends casual dining ideas and inspiring recipes for platters boards and small bites by kathy cordalis next we have a vegan and vegetarian cookbook called beer and veg Combining Great Craft Beer with Vegetarian and Vegan Food by Mark Dredge. I'm not really excited about the cover of this. I hope the photography inside is a little bit better. The introduction covers how to approach beer with vegetarian and vegan food. And then there's tips and tricks on matching beer and food, how to cook with beer in vegetarian and vegan dishes, an extended section of different beer styles and foods to enjoy with them, 
and then a selection of over 70 great recipes using beer as an ingredient. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Let me see what I can get a preview at. Mm, not the best food photography, but there's a recipe for a mild malt loaf that has butter on it. Yum. I'm assuming it's not vegan butter. The contents include ingredients and flavors of beer, how to pair beer with veg, beer flavor wheel, <laughs> beer and food pairing, tips for cooking with beer, and recipes for cooking with beer. Now I'm thirsty for beer. Oh my god. <laughs> so that is beer. beer. Yeah, that's <laughs> beer and veg combining great craft beer with vegetarian and vegan food by Mark Dredge. The final cookbook is not vegan or vegetarian, but it is a health-oriented cookbook. It is called <laughs> Two Chubby Cubs, the cookbook, a hundred tried and tested slimming recipes. It got pushed. Oh, no. Uh, it's now being published August 10th. It's by James Anderson and Paul Anderson. It is, okay, so I was really skeptical about this one at first, and then when I dug into it, I was like, okay, this is actually quite a a really elaborate cookbook. It's really awesome. It's really snarky, and it's hilarious, and it can be quite inappropriate just in general with the how they write out the recipes, but it makes it really entertaining, but it's very healthy recipes. And I have to note, it's one of the first health-oriented cookbooks that I've seen of late that lists the calories that are in each serving. That has not, for some reason, that has not been something that's been at least very obvious to me when I've looked through a lot of these health-oriented cookbooks. This one does show it, though, and I really appreciate that. So one, some of the things that you'll find in the table of contents, they go through, you know, your basic must-haves and the and how to master all the basic techniques, etc. There is a section for breakfast, then lunch and light bites, meat-free marvels, weekday dinners, weekend dinners. I like that that's two separate chapters. There is fakeaways, a bit on the side, treat yourself. And the occasional blowout. <laughs> it sounds, that sounds terrible. <laughs> but it's, everything is super bright. The photos are great in here. It all looks really appetizing and super good. So some of the recipes you'll find are Neapolitan overnight oats. And they have a website, which I'll post in the show notes, that actually showcase a lot of their overnight oats in particular. And they all look and sound amazing, like Oreo overnight oats. And they're all healthy. Like they all, it's not actual Oreos, obviously. Oh, I was going to say, ha, what? <laughs> right. It's, but it's like, you know, they've done a really great job with all of these different overnight oats. But some of the other recipes you'll find are tomatoes stuffed with rice. I'm not a huge tomato fan, but this looks great. Like I would dig into this. They have a berry berry salad. There's also a fruity tooty lamb skewer. This looks great. Super tasty. And then Mongolian beef as a fake away. So there's a lot of really cool recipes in here. And you'll see the calories that you'll be, you know, for per serving. It's really helpful for if you're trying to slim down. That's, you know, there's 90 recipes and they're all apparently all under 500 calories. Super cool. So that is Two Chubby Cubs, the cookbook, a hundred tried and tested slimming recipes by James Anderson and Paul Anderson. 
And I want to point out that we don't normally endorse uh, diet culture or worrying about that, but we definitely like healthy cooking cookbooks. And we included this one because it's just snarky and hilarious and they have a sense of humor about it. So with that, wanted to thank you for listening. Please be sure to drop us a review and some feedback on Apple Podcasts. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, our blog, and occasionally on Pinterest under Cookbook Divas. Our episodes post on Tuesdays and Fridays, and we'll occasionally surprise you with a little cookbook mini-sode. 